What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 24. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magaro. Joining me today, two guys who enjoy a really good internal investigation. Dave Grimma, oh. Dan Colonna. I don't know. Internal investigations are... That's open to interpretation, wouldn't you say? I feel like yeah. you can go two ways with internal investigation, and I'll let you take that as you will. Well, <laughs> it's just like... It, like Maybe we have to go on a vision quest or something, you know? To the drop, <laughs> looking inside of ourselves, or yeah. just like, like literally. Anyway, <laughs> hi guys, good evening, good day, good morning. Hi. All right. Well, we're talking about internal investigations because the game we're talking about last last episode of season four, Virginia, Doo-doo. where something happens. That's weird. That's right. <laughs> Definitely something happened, and we're going to talk about what that might have been. But before that. Anybody tear a shirt while they were sleeping at night? No. No. <laughs> Let's. We have. We have an airing of agreements. Okay. To set up the story, one of us of the three uh-huh. has a pro- has a sleeping problem. What they do is somehow their shirts rip as they turn in their covers. Anyone yeah, can defend okay. this. I can't. I, um, Basically, well, what I'm saying is I'm I'm so top heavy i'm so chest heavy that if i rotate (laughs) like if i rotate my shoulders in bed and i don't get enough lift i will probably the friction against the bed will tear the shirt that i'm wearing that can't make sense this makes sense for zero percent of the population (laughs) there's no way that your sheets wouldn't reflect such so all right can we just the audience needs to understand that dave rips his shirts while he's sleeping and now we're going to talk about how and why i've been waiting to talk about this because it makes no okay i just want to say it might have to have i might have to do it like like thread count and like the fact that we're we're using the the fact that we're using like uh flannel sheets currently you know you have flannel sheets yeah oh they all they have a lumberjack bed sort of that's cool well it's not it's not not plaid it's just wait so this didn't happen prior um, I mean, it's, it's happened a lot of times over my life. So. Define a this lot. This is so fascinating. Give me a I number. Don't know, like, how many shirts have you lost? Well, where, is it always in the same spot? It's usually. Uh, hold on. Answer the questions. It's, in it's the usually order. in the armpits. Okay. Okay. Now, Mark, what was your? How, how many, many shirts have you with? Dozen. Have I ripped like this? I don't know. Like twenty. What? Oh my god. <laughs> that, this is. We have to see someone. I'm not. I'm not expert. saying like I've destroyed the shirts from the from the turn. <laughs> But I've gotten like little holes in the armpits from the turn. All right, here's what, here's how we're gonna do this, Dan. I'm gonna come to Staten yeah. Island. You and I are gonna okay. camp out in Dave's room while he's sleeping. <laughs> we'll observe and we'll take studious yeah. notes. And, and studious, yeah. And the whole reason that this came up was because Jen, Jen, my wife, complains about what I do when I turn, which is I lift the black, the sheets so that I can lift my shoulders before I turn. I feel like it's one of those and things. Appara- oh, yeah. And apparently that brings in. That brings in a lot of cold air. Well, mm. that makes sense. See, that's a good and logical. No. I could put that don't, together how that don't works. Don't give him credit. No, don't do no, that. But, no, but <laughs> moving the sheets around and getting draft, I get that. But at what point do you pinch your shirt so hard onto one part of your body and then pull sense. it off, off of another part of your body to rip a hole? Is it a big rip or is this no, just it's like not, a wear it's not and a tear? Big, it's not like a wear and tear thing. But you, it's just happened so many times. You are a... A science needs to study you is what this needs to be but besides it's your like, your shirt ripping thing anything else in your life dave will stick with you like yeah. that you care to bring up yeah please something oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. 
So recent. This is what I was just thinking about today. Okay. Wait. So do recently, we? Well, let's, let's get settled in, Dan, because we're about to take yeah, a trip. I'm, 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 okay. I'm parked. So, you know, recently they discovered uh, Trappist One with like its seven Earth-sized planets that may or may not Heck be yeah, they inhabitable. Did. Right. I did. I did see this. Uh huh. Right. So, and I was looking at the stats around them, and I was like, okay, similar in size, stuff like that. And then I, one thing blew my mind, which was like the orbital period around like their dwarf star, which would be like their sun. For a lot of these yeah. planets, is like seven days. And I was like, I, I get it. Yeah. Like, and I get it that it's like it's not it's not as big of a star, and uh-huh. it's not, and they're much closer to it for like the similar like warmth that it's yeah. getting. But at the same time, I'm I'm imagining like what it would be like on this planet that's zooming around this sun, like seven you know seven days. Seven days is their year. Yeah, mm. it's like a year. And I was like, is that gonna affect the seasons? Is it gonna feel like you're on a tilt a whirl? Are you like trying to hold on? What's this? What's this? What's this centripetal force like? You know, well, it's gotta be. That's gotta more, be. You would think, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, if gravity all, levels all that out, right? I don't know. Maybe it's all relative. Yeah, like, see, it's like, I think that's what it's going to get trimmed to. It's like the gravity is different. Mm. So then, like, if you grow up on that planet, it's like whatever. But if mm. you come from like our, like, I think, I would think if it's going so much faster and you're used to it at a certain speed, you know, it's like when you get on a roller coaster and you get off. It's mm. like, oh, you feel like your body is adjusting oh. to the slowness of the ground. If that mm. makes any sense, so I, I think there would be a difference. You know, uh, and what, it, just to bring this in terms of gaming, quick. Oh boy, this is, you're bringing this to yeah, gaming. What does that have to do with this? It's yeah, probably it best because we're not scientists at <laughs> yeah. all. So I was just please. thinking, like, um, like it always bothered me, Dan, and like a bunch of the other people we play Destiny with, like how like the moon has the same gravity as like Venus and Earth. Like, yeah. that is so unrealistic. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, like, even, like, when we're going to be playing Mass Effect, I'm sure these same things would apply. You know what I mean? Andromeda, you're a new galaxy. I'm like, or, and you're going to be zooming on these planets. Like, yeah. all this gear is just going to work on all these planets? I think, fine. I think you gotta you got to suspend belief. Suspend disbelief, bit. yeah. I know. Well, I'm the sure. thing, the more we exist, the more science fact is coming true. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating, because, like... Eventually, we're gonna see like we won't live to, but I kind of hope we do. Like Star Trek science start to work. You know, in Trump's America, we're not going to a different planet. Let's be honest. Um, we're gonna build a wall. You, <laughs> we're gonna build a wall between the planet. <laughs> Anne Marie said she wants to build a wall around one of the planets and just stay That's there. That's right. Is it like uh, <laughs> those Martians? Maybe laugh a lot. It's like that SNL skit where they talk about the bubble, where like everyone um lives in brooklyn all like the liberal elites <laughs> and then but then they don't have any like police or fire department people because uh of, the liberal you know. elites would because they believe in anyway that's for the political yeah, podcast yeah, yeah let's yeah. let's but, uh anyway well i think i think what dave you need to do is not call the scientists to let them say hey there's a problem here you need to think about <laughs> i've been that. doing some lo- research i've been doing yeah. some wikipedia hey, searches dan, dan you, your girlfriend knows <laughs> neil DeGrasse Tyson. Oh, she knows Neil <gasps> and Bill. She knows Neil DeGrasse Tyson and Bill. She used the to do the PR for Bill the Science Neil DeGrasse guy. Tyson, <laughs> and I think she's seen. I don't know. I think she's been near Bill and I in the past. As, as she asked them about a... what the effect of the the quick orbit would be. I imagine like it would even out. Like you wouldn't experience seasons, even though it wouldn't be yeah. like you wouldn't experience four How, seasons. It wouldn't in have a time week. to happen. Yeah, I feel like right? exactly. <laughs> I feel like if we tweeted Neil deGrasse Tyson, he'll a- he'll answer. Yeah, he'll respond. Let's do that. Yeah. 
from the dinosaur okay, machines uh, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> exactly. Want to do it right now? Hold on. Just... Wait, we'll do that after the Mark, podcast. Why don't you get into your? Uh, why don't you get into your notes and I'll send. This okay, to you so why you tweet that? Um, yeah. So I played. I played games. Uh, I played two of them okay. that I wanted to talk Good. about. Uh, the first one, Dan, I was excited to talk to you about because it was Stardew Valley. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You wait, so you played some Stardew Valley this weekend? Uh, week. Yeah. Time, timeline. This timeline. Um, you know, like, it's a, I never play farming games, and, like, that's, like, your jam. So I was like, oh, I can play it, and I can talk to Dan about it. And uh-huh. I got... How far did I get? I got, like, in the first month or so. It's very... I totally get, like... It's one of those games you play for, a little, like, 20, 30 minutes, and then you, you stop, and then you do that for, like, four years totally get that like there's this um, little you know it's a lot of waiting it's very patient i don't know when i've watched jen play harvest moon it's like the sun goes up the sun goes down yeah i mean thing. you can get through a day in like i don't know three four or five minutes no, no she, I, he I means know. the real I mean sun the real oh. Sun. oh okay then. like like you can sit for hours playing harvest moon yeah. for sure oh, yeah, if definitely. you chose to like i was playing them so most you're just, oh stretches. one more day one more day you know yeah. one more day and yeah you just do that for you I know, got all this uh, cauliflower that I'm waiting to to grow here, but yeah, I, I you know it's it's neat, beautiful pixelated and it's I love the beginning of the story and the town already feels like I could already tell I'm gonna really set my roots here, but I was noticing when I was playing it every time I stopped playing it my PlayStation would have like an error and fail to shut down properly, so like uh-huh. I would have to like do like a hard reset hold the button down and I'm like like it happened like two three times I was like what is this. So is this your pro or your regular PlayStation? My pro. And then I took to the internet and it turns out there is a issue between the PS Pro, PlayStation Pro, and Stardew Valley. It's not Stardew Valley, but it's something about the firmware on PlayStation Pro that specifically oh. with this game, if you do um, like rest mode reset, like when you're doing the rest mode, it will not shut down properly. And you have to like reset your hard drive. So like... I was enjoying it, but I'm going to pause. And I was thinking, oh, I could bring my old PlayStation up and play it on that. But that seems like, you know, a hassle. <laughs> huh. That's a very frustrating yeah. note. And I, like, by the time this airs, this problem will probably be solved. So I would like to get back to it eventually. But so, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't get that far into it because I want to not destroy my hard drive on my PlayStation. Good. Would be nice. Right. And it made me realize, like, I can't imagine playing a game without rest mode anymore. It's like, I have to turn mm. the machine on and, like wait and load the game up now i need four five seconds i'm still so surprised by rest mode like it's sneaky i always use it yeah i but then when i turn it back on i'm like not only did i not have the decision to what game i was going to play but it seems as though i'm playing a game i'm right in the middle of it so i'll just keep playing this one like i think it's like this (laughs) sneaky like this generation one of the best advances i think like yeah it's great um so the other thing i played was i was playing I'm like two thirds of the way through Gravity Rush Two, um, mm. which I played the first one on Vita. I liked it a lot. I always felt kind of confined by the, you know, it was a lot of action in the small little portable. I was, I was, eh, I didn't feel great playing it. So like this one definitely feels much better. It was built for the ground up for PlayStation Four. These beautiful open worlds, and it's fun to fly around the city. I just feel like the missions are kind of meh. And it does one of the, like, the cardinal sins, I think, where it's like an action game that's not built around stealth, but there are stealth missions. And it's like the worst thing ever because I'm like, this is about to go fast. And now I have to sneak around. <laughs> it's annoying. But um, no, I, I like it, though. But I feel like yeah, well, like, you can shade jump. You can shade jump. Yay. Like origami. You shade no, jump. you can't do that. Yeah. But you can walk on buildings and stuff. 
and I like the characters. I like I like a lot about it, but I don't know. Like, it's not totally gra- like grabbing me. And then there's like massive releases about to happen, so I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna fall by the wayside. But you know, yeah, tough times for Grab Rush. The stealth genre and stuff has a hard time. It does today since Metal Gear Solid ruined it for everybody. Let's be totally honest. Because it was a beautiful but blend. I feel like that that did it a little bit. But, but yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I'm doing, Dan. What have you been taking uh, out of I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. You don't think Metal Gear Solid kind of put the SmackDown on like... Well, all right, well, counterpoint. What what games since like that heyday have been the best, best stealth games? You know what I really liked was um, in Prince of Persia... Which is it? Not the... Sands the third the one that came out in the place. Of, the no. one where there's two of you? Yes. Is it a clone... Yes, that or, one. Or uh, duplicate? Yeah, sure. He evil shadow or something like that. Yeah, sure. But in that shadow one, Prince. like you can, you could. There's like, how do I explain this? In, it wasn't like <laughs> pure cell, stealth, but you could do like stealth kills. But you could like line up and chain the kills. Oh wow! So like, if you like, you know, pointed out and chose this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, you, you mm-hmm. would go through like a quick time event and kill all four of them. That's not you know, stealth. As long, <laughs> as long as you pick them in the correct order so that you weren't seen by the pre, you know, during the previous kill. That's stealth. <laughs> well, got it. Well, poops. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I still go I, with what Dan. I mean to no say game, no better stealth is, game than Metal Gear. Sorry. <laughs> well, the problem. I mean, I'll get into my stuff. I just feel like Metal Gear Solid kind of like everyone tries to copy it, mm, and that's not always a. Uh, I, th- I think that they Stop. shouldn't try to. Oh, well. I think they should just do their own stuff. That's a side conversation. But <laughs> before I start talking about what games I've been playing, I want to read you my tweet to Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hey, what do we got? Um, we noticed that some of the new planets zoom around their star in around seven days. What does that mean for seasons? Serious ask. Well, I don't know if it's seasons. It's... Um... What does that mean for gravity feel? No. <laughs> oh, I, w- I, just I wouldn't... Clanked. I would. I think seasons is fine. How would that okay. feel? No, because seasons is based on tilt. It's would, it's the would axis we feel of that? the planet. Doesn't it have to do with tilt and direct sunlight? You know what I mean? Like, well, well that's I have the thing, only because of the, right, so the axis of the that? planet. How there's still feel? there's still inclination on these on these, and there's also like um the the orbital eccentricity isn't like perfectly circular, so you are going slightly oval, getting closer and farther okay. away from their sun. Okay. So I'm going to ask this the way I did with the seasons, and then I'm going to... Yeah, okay. Okay. Go with that. Dinosaur Machine says, touchdown on Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, All right, what was On your- the question of seasons, though, isn't though technically the planet is closer to the sun in winter, but it's the angle? Yes. Yes. That's true. So it's the angle. We are getting but at more the same, direct but sunlight. But at the same time, Australia is has, like, more um, timid winters because they're... I think they're closer and they're facing more sun at the same time mm. during their winter. Something but like that. How is it winter then? In Terrasante. Mm. How is it winter? That's a good question. We need to get it's still, some It's graphs. still winter. We need to get some graphs well, and charts. <laughs> oh, drop my phone. So, all right. Hey, what, what opposite are, huh? is opposite. I just banged my head. Hem- opposite hemisphere. Opposite. Is Mark is giving us the play-by-play. <laughs> well, I have to be on baby alert just in case. But on, okay. on human mishap. Sorry, I've been playing Neo. I got more into that Neo. game. I, I actually, it arrived for me today. 
I made a silly mistake. All right, so it's good. I'm not good at the Souls games. I'm going to use this game to get confident, and then when I play Dark Souls 3 again, I'm going to lose that confidence, but I'm going to hold on to the dream. Well, from what I'm but, hearing, uh, Neo is harder than the Souls games. That's what I've been hearing. That, that's, I mean, I beat that hard boss you talked about. It took a lot of it's like a, grinding. It's like a, cl- like a close room, and he's got balls he's throwing around. Yeah, a huge ogre guy. He's he's Ogre. a beast. Ogre. Ogre. He had layers. He did have layers. <laughs> Just like onions. <laughs> um, he's got... You see, the fight's not that bad, but I think it's easier than the Souls games because there's a lot more in your, your wheelhouse to use. Like, you've got your super, I guess, summon. Like, you start with a summon, so, like, oh, if the fight starts thing, to get your dicey... You can call it in and just start yeah. wailing on the boss, mm. and that hurts him pretty bad. So it's you were like, saying last time you used to you called for the baby shark, baby shark. Now he's like a teenager. Nice, he's a teenage so, shark. Yeah, he's growing up. He's growing up. And I made the silly mistake. This is why I haven't played it. Also, I needed to play Virginia, but okay. um, I um, accidentally started up the first level again because you choose your stage, and I was like level five or level fifteen. I'm gonna go with the easy one. Oh wait, that's level oh, one. Wait, so it's not so even. Now, it's not like an open world. It's like you level no. Level? Oh. But you do within each level like get hit checkpoints and open up pathways that make it easier to get through again. Okay. So Isn't it that has like that. Bloodborne? Yeah, but Bloodborne's got you can go no like map between, to choose from. Yeah. You just go through it. Like you walk through everything. Oh, well, I guess he's right. Cause... You don't walk through everywhere in Bloodborne. You have to well, take you, the lamps you do and go want. back to the uh well, you, no, right? They don't all connect. Oh. Well, there's no he's there's no like map to choose from everything. You choose Well, there is, but you could walk through the whole this thing. This is getting confusing. You can't do that in this I'm game. You can't do that in Bloodborne. Yes, you can. I think you can. No, not all yeah. of the oh, not all of those areas touch. Not all the areas, but there's like most. Not like the do all of the main touch? game. It does. I don't remember that. Yeah, the only like, one that I doesn't remember is having the castle. to go back to the nexus, like, and then like well, the that's new the quick way. Opens. Yeah, the castle. Well, the castle's the one, and everything else. Like once you open up the pathway and you open up the torch, you get the ability to go back to the base or whatever it's called, the dream world. Mm. But for, you for sure, to most of it. Demon Souls was like that. Yeah, Demon Souls. Yeah. Together. Well, there's like there's. I'm like, pretty sure Bloodborne is too. But yeah, some of them. Anyway, could, not all. But then anyway, yeah. Neo's good. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've been playing some lots, lots of Pokemon. Just like this guy with the Pokemons. I no, swear. I'm gonna. Dave is gonna lose. That's it. I'm also gonna get him back into it by beating him because I feel like he needs to lose. He he hasn't played again it. for what he hasn't played. There's Dave looks no, very. There's worried. no challenge left. <laughs> Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to make him feel alive again. It's gonna hurt when he falls. It hurts from the top, baby. It's like uh, that story, like Alexander the Great, like when he it hurts to fall. Like he cried thing. on the mountaintop because he had no world, nowhere in the world to conquer or something. Right. That's that's what's happening to Dave. He's like, I have no kingdom left to rule. Well, but I'll tell you this: if you're gonna rule a kingdom, you gotta understand what the heck is going on. Sometimes when it's not easy to understand what the heck's going on. Games like Virginia, Segway. <laughs> uh-huh. That was, Mark, I gotta say, five steps of separation. Ooh, it was like butter. That's how smooth that was. Just mm-hmm. rolled right on that pad. <laughs> so, so let's get to a main topic. Butter on a bread Virginia mountain. Virginia by Variable State? They showed their Hold name on. like 50 times. 505 games. I know 505 games and Variable State are involved. Okay. I, I don't know which one's which. 505 published it okay. and Variable State. Uh, developed. There we go. I got just, it. Just a quick thing. Just a quick thing about Hit Virginia. Me. Hit me. 
Didn't mm. didn't the credits just feel incredibly long? Not only long, I thought a little pompous for whatever reason. It's very Tarantino. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh I got it. well, it's it's your credits. The whole game felt pretty pompous when it came to the way it presented itself, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, I, I have a thought on that. But before but I go before further, we get to that, let's let's. Right. What is this game, Dan? Virginia. Ah, I'm so glad you asked, Mark. Oh. Virginia is an adventure game. Virginia is a single-player first-person thriller set in a small town with a secret. Mm-hmm. Experience a missing person investigation through the eyes of a graduate FBI agent named Ann Tarver. The game's popular user-defined tags are adventure, walking simulator, and female protagonist. That's not bad. Um, no, not bad. And and just when we thought we were clear, free and clear, when I looked up who developed and published it, the genre is adventure, casual, and indie. Indie. So mm. we we thought we were in the clear, but no, no matter what we do. We just keep adding up. Every game is indie. Every game is indie, but you know what not every game gets is Dave Graham telling me what it's like to play this game. <laughs> Dave, give us the lowdown. Yeah, so in this game, you play a female FBI agent who just began her career. She just graduated. And now you uh, you walk around and you pick up items and there's no talking in the game. I think that's kind of important to mention. Yes. It's a silent game. Completely silent. And, um, yeah. silent and it's, it's, it's left will. up to you to interpret the visions of what, you're, of what you see. Mm. Um, you're immediately, just to get you started on the plot, for your first kind of uh, mission, if, so to say, are you get two cases. One's a missing person case. And the other one is to investigate the person who's assigned as your partner on said missing person's case. Mm. And and I think the crux of this conversation is going to be what the heck is going on. But like, so like yeah. a little touch in on Virginia. the... Yeah, in Virginia. Yeah, in Virginia. But like the little ancillary things, like in terms of the way, like it is a walking sim, I think is the best way to do it. Like yeah. you have to, basically every room has something you need to click on. You have to find that thing. But what I thought was super interesting what this game did was... When you think of traditional walking sims and sometimes the downfall of it is that it could feel very slow. And then you're kind of walking and walking and walking and you're just waiting to get to the next point. Mm. Like this game, the way it's it cut. The jump cuts. Yeah. Like if you're walking down a long hallway, suddenly you'll, they'll just progress you to the end of the hallway. Yeah. They're like, it, all right, you're there now. And I thought that was like, when I first I was like, oh, okay. But as it, it really do you think the game the... skipped the first time? I thought my game skipped. I was like, "What?" Oh, what you just thought happened? you just like jumped ahead to a checkpoint. Yeah, I got a little thrown off. By yeah, that every at first, time. but then when I really kind of sat back, I was like, "Oh, that is really kind of brilliant because it's just literally it's like getting you to th- like the best points." And it felt kind of almost like um like a three hour movie trailer. It kind of felt like it was it was just these scenes. It's like the best the best of whatever this adventure is, as opposed to making you kind of walk from place to place to place. So I actually thought it was mm. like it was. It's been. And I don't know any other walking sim that's really done that. I really think it's a really interesting mechanic to make it, to take out, you know, to give it the best parts of what I think a walking sim is. You know, it's interesting. It's kind of the opposite of what uh, what Valve is credited for. Like, you know, mm. in Half-Life 2 and stuff, all those instances where you you would be consuming story, you're just walking. But, like, because you're still actively doing something, you don't, like, feel like... Oh, get on with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think they do the same thing in Portal. Yeah, it's you know? it's a balance of like you know, if you're gonna have your your character walk through all these different locations, you, you know what is gonna make it interesting? Like you know, I think environmental storytelling. Like when you mentioned Portal, like Portal was brilliant, and why those games are awesome. It's it really you're you have your task, but at the same time, you're seeing these little things that are making you think about where you are. 
And yeah. not every every place got like Valve does it amazingly, but not everyone's able to do that. And I think this was a nice kind of workaround of that, like just to give those best ofs. Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, got a little annoyed a few of the times mm-hmm. I got jumped ahead, but mm-hmm. not because uh, uh, because because I wanted to do the walking, but it's because it didn't give me a cue that it was going to happen or something like yeah. that. Sometimes, I just kinda sometimes for me, took, it was times when I was reading and like it got taken away from me before. Oh, I that happened. Yeah. That was the worst to but, me. Cause that was like the only story I could grab was in the, the text, pamphlets and yeah. everything. I'm sure that was intentional. Yeah, I I'm think sure so. they don't want you to read too much, but, um, and they don't actually, to be honest, don't really tell you that much yeah. about the story mm-hmm. through that anyway. But, but it didn't really let me put it together myself. And I felt like I was on an on-rails walking simulator half the time. Ooh, that's, that's a good way to phrase it. I like that. My only complaint, I think, about yeah, the whole thing. It felt very on-rails. There was very little to discover on your own outside of like the way they wanted you to go. Mm-hmm. At least that's right. how I felt. So, times that they put like a feather in a bathroom and stuff like that. Like those little pickups. I don't, I don't, I, maybe I collected like five of them. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that there was more than one. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I got all of them, but I used, uh, I played through uh-huh. it twice and I was like, there's a platinum in this game. I will platinum uh, this game. Yeah. So I found all those feathers and they so. were sometimes in very tricky spots. Like you yeah. had to literally like, I remember there one specifically, you had to like turn around in the elevator and it's behind you. Um, I think I got that I'm, one. Yeah. That's funny. You yeah. Did. You got the hardest one. Now, did you have to do that on a timer essentially? Because uh, was it in a scene no. that, because the elevator, I can't remember an elevator scene that ended with me leaving it now the, like the first the one way, the way the mechanic really is uh i mean for a majority of the scenes is it is waiting for you to hit a certain point either physically in the, the space or you're to interact right. with a certain mm-hmm. object so you can kind of wait around and dave you were kind of saying like kind of leave you on rails there are little things like there's one subplot with one character that is only kind of you only kind of figure it out by doing things kind of off the beaten path but before we kind of get to the story like i mean visually I thought it was interesting looking. Like it's not. It was like it's how super much, stylized. How much did you feel like it looked like Firewatch the entire time? I was like, it looks uh, it's very colorful, like Firewatch. Yeah, it has that color. That is to it. that is what it looked like, isn't it? I didn't put that together. I felt it though. Like I felt like this looked familiar. Feels good. I'm gonna move on now. Yeah. Like I didn't really. It's got Firewatch. Very, it's totally. got that very like like watercolor type of you know art style to it right yeah absolutely yeah so i thought it was it was good for what it was trying to do um all right so let's let's try to figure out what the heck this game is about. <laughs> let's dive right into this weird jello mold shall we you know and i was i was when, after i i played through it i was like trying to read things about what other people were saying and the, the developer said that they purposely made this game confusing yeah, and, right. that's clear, and that, and and that's kind of like the annoying part. Mm. It's like, it's like if at times it feels like confusing for confusing sake. Yeah, and and on that point, just to jump on that, you know, I remember we were talking about inside, and mm. we all kind of lauded it because we felt like we had things to work with where we can create a narrative of, and mm. we were kind of like, you know, people say it's like, oh, you know, it's it's open ended for open-ended sake like just tell me the story you want me to tell me we all kind of felt like eh, i know i like trying to figure things out yeah this was actually a little thing i was like i almost feel like there isn't a story they have in mind and they're just throwing crap at me Mm. at least that's how i kind of felt because i've heard that the director because he was like listening or whatever writer or whoever was i was reading like people's theories on the ending and they were saying that like a lot of them are brighter 
than uh, what you know what he considers the ending. Mm. You know what I mean? So he does have something in mind. Well, that's good, but I felt like um, it was hard to. But I didn't feel like it was just in inherently deceptive. The, like like because like of the jump cuts. Yeah. You don't know like what's real and what's not. And I think that's a big thing. When I was trying to figure out what I thought about this game was, it's mm. not everything you're seeing is a real thing. But like, the, like, let's talk about the first thing that you see that's obviously, oh, that can't be real. Well, well why don't we kind of start from the beginning? So, Dan, you, take us through the beginning of your experience. Like, w- Well, you know, you, you walk through, uh, like, you're in, in a warehouse, basically. I forget what the first thing you see is, to be told. Totally but, like, when honest. you're setting up who this character is, like... Oh, well, yeah, you... you oh, oh, so you start the game and you see yourself in the mirror... Mm. Putting on lipstick. Putting on lipstick. Putting on lipstick, getting ready for the day, looking very stressed. Mm. And, and, you know, not dealing with whatever's going on. And then you jump cut to the next scene, which is you receiving or waiting in line to go graduate the mm. FBI Academy is, and receive your diploma. Is that I the think. first thing or is the first thing with the box and the key? I can't remember. Oh, no, you're in a cab on the way there. You you something. know the key's there, but you don't really the know what The box and the key is, is way later in the game for me. There is the they, there is the thing you she see no the, I think the first scene is she breaks yeah. off the key but then like it doesn't really yeah. come to play until oh, later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, you go you do a bunch of jump cuts and then you get your diploma from yeah. your would be boss, I guess. Yeah. And then you get your first case, like you said, mm. and it's just like all like they put you in her shoes immediately, which yeah. I thought was really strong, and the lipstick thing was pretty. Uh, powerful for some reason because just because it kept coming up i thought it was pretty indicative of like this character's growth mm. like first she wanted it and she was using it and then it stressed her out to have to get ready and then later on she's like you know screw this i don't yeah i think there to is- doll myself up for this i'm sick of this like you could see that there was that change yeah like in her persona like symbolism is kind of i feel like a very bloated word that people like throw out like oh it's symbolic but i think this game definitely has things that are Representative others, yeah. Oh, yeah. The bird's got some symbolism. I don't know what that bird. But okay, just quickly, since we're bringing up the bird, okay, because this was something that I didn't know. Jen was watching me play, and she's like, "Oh, it's a cardinal." And she's like, "A cardinal is supposed to be a representative of like a dead loved one visiting you." Um, Which would mean a lot because of your partner who wears a locket. Of a presumably deceased loved one. There's that, or from her father, and then or from, from the mother. father of the main character. And then, yeah, your father. But like, so all those instances of a cardinal, and every honestly, every theory that I have uh, read on never mentions the cardinal. And I'm like, how how is this not being it's, brought up? It's a random bird that shows up dead or alive. No, and also that's the icon for the game. Like in yeah. the the and there's feathers around. everywhere. So, okay, okay. Birds. But let, oh, yeah, so, yeah. But, Symbolism is huge in this game. So. Yeah, so, like, to jump on that point, like, when you get into the Cardinal, and even actually before that, in terms of Anne as a character, you get a little, they went for the grand slam of female protagonist, African-American protagonist, gay protagonist, oh, yeah. all three. Right. And I can't... Is it That's true. clear that she's gay? I think, well, she has a romantic relationship with uh, Maria. Celia. Is Does she? Name, yeah. I... In was the beginning really? of the game, oh, the bed situation. No, I thought when okay, there's I thought that was herself on the after the night That's of drinking, I'm... where you wake up in her apartment and she's making you breakfast. You wake up on her couch, though. I would make Dan breakfast. That didn't mean I slept with him. Yeah, and I slept on his couch. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's 
wow did i totally misread that that relationship you might have i mean for a second i was like <gasps> wait a minute you do wake bed? up on her couch then when yeah. did i thinking you wake up on the bed you know why? Because it does those things with perspective where sometimes yeah. you're not who It changes you your character so yeah. often. But, at, so, all right. Oh, so she's not yeah. gay. That's not Sorry, as funny anymore. <laughs> well, it's not as... I yeah, mean, she could be. We don't forward know. thinking. I'm going to say she's gay. Okay. It's never established. Yeah. But you can do I'm it. Do it. For, for, forward, for progressive gaming's sake, you can all do right. it. So, yeah. So, you show up in Kingdom, this, this town in Virginia, and, and like Dave said earlier, it's like you have to find this kid, Lucas, who's missing, and... Um, you're also internally investigating your partner, Maria. Right. It's Maria, right? Maria Ortega and Judith is the mysterious person. I think, I think her, her Ortega is her original last name, but she, in, in the document she's referred to as Halperin. Right. Thank you. So you're kind of, and again, this is something you have to kind of like, it's not like totally clear because everything is it's not kind of t- you know, there's no, there's no dialogue. So you're trying to find these things out. This kid's missing. His dad is a priest, I guess. I, I believe Lucas. so. His father is a priest and his mom is just his mom in that story. And and the little thing on the mom, when I was mentioning yeah. like the side quest, there is, there was a trophy for mm-hmm. like kind of solving her problem. And apparently what her whole thing was, she wanted to go to college and she wasn't allowed to. So you can find it, like her acceptance letter in the trash can. When you first get to their house, oh, yeah, like I, wow. I, my first playthrough, I didn't get it, and then when I was looking through the trophy guide, I was like, oh, I didn't know this. And then later on, you can find her acceptance thing on the, the counter because like it, because you found the first thing and you like took it out of the trash can. Now she's going to college, so it's like you kind of oh. helped her through that. And there's a little, yeah, there's a few things with characters. There's like a thing with a bandana, with the um the woman who works at the diner. Like there's little things here and there. I always I felt like they were kind of a little bit of a stretch, quite frankly. Like it really is like the main thread of what's going on. So I think it. But oh, it, what were we gonna say? That does echo to the the game does throw at you a lot, and to its credit, it throws at you things that you don't think are gonna pop up later in your your thoughts mm-hmm. while you're playing it. And then when they bring them back around, like oh, there's the lady from the diner. Oh, that was the the way she put down the. Receipt was the same way she did it last time. The bill for our food. And, you know, they kept bringing that diner scene back as like a safe, you know, because diners, everyone likes diners. You feel comfortable. There's coffee. Nobody, it's warm, nobody can they... feel uncomfortable in a diner. Right. And you, you drink the coffee diners. a few what? times. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> it. It's an impossibility. And, and then they bring you back to these scenes a lot as callbacks to give you a different perspective on it. Like, okay, now it's uncomfortable because... She found out I was investigating her. She's not here anymore. I'm here alone. Mm. And and I thought that was really smart. And then characters like the the waitress, when they put her in front and center, when you're in that last stretch of the game, where it's jump cut after jump cut, I thought that was really smart. Yeah, like it made way... for a town that you really don't explore. You do get a good vibe of it. Yeah. Right. So, with... can we talk about? Yeah. Or... Can I? I just want to say in the beginning of the game because I just want to. I wasn't positive of that. This is what I saw. But in the beginning of the game, the very first time you go to your bed in your apartment, you see you have an outer body experience, right? You see yourself in the bed. Yes. Yeah. And then you, when you, and then you lay down or whatever, you, you see the um the furnace door mm-hmm. in the and that's that's the first like in the red door. The door. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there are these establishment of these images. There's the furnace. Yeah. There's the box and the key that you yeah. you open, but the right. thing broke into. There's this red door that kind of pop yeah. up throughout, and, you, and then the buffalo and the buffalo, which is kind of <laughs> I guess buffalo. like the towns. He was cute. Yeah, 
like you encounter him in the road and then she has like a vision with him and then there's a scene where right. Mario gets like a like a stuffed animal of him. Yeah. And it's it's it people were refer from what I was saying people were referring to the buffalo as a representative of an obstacle. And he like really is an obstacle. He's an obstacle to the car. He's the reason why Halpern finds out you're investigating her because mm. she hands you the uh, the buffalo, the stuffed stuffed buffalo, and your hands are full, and then your bag opens, and she sees the, Ooh, the folder. That's the good. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think of it that way. That's very interesting. So yeah, so yeah. like as you're to kind of get to those those really interesting points, like you, the investigation of Lucas kind of leads you to this cave, and you find the bird behind a thing. And then you think it looks like you're able to... So you're in the cage, and then inside of the cave, you see a cage with with the... With the cardinal in it, right? That's what you're referring right. to, yeah, right. You're like the thing and it's with behind the thing. some boards, like, oh, yeah. So, well, you know, I mean, I knew not, what you not were talking exactly. about. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, uh, and then you take the boards off one by one, and you open the cage. The bird jumps to you, friendly. Like I feel like I expect the bird to fly away. Yeah, and it's this it whole question: of Why hand. would there be a bird behind this thing? Right. Yeah, and then like the bird itself is again when you're talking about like the buffalo. The bird has this have this. This other feeling because I know a scene after that is now you're like in that autopsy room and there's no body yeah. there but there's the bird and I always was feeling t- on the yeah what did was it was a you just said it's like this idea is like a missing oh no the gen said it's like a missing person or something not a missing person it was a representative of a dead loved one visiting you mm-hmm. so like so yeah I don't know if like her father somehow was trying to guide her yeah or what and it was actually like there was a scene that follows where like you're in an autopsy room there's no body but there's just the bird and i for a second Mm. i was like i was like what if the bird is lucas but they don't show you it's lucas it's but they represent it as a bird because that would make sense why they would have a bird there but now i don't i think that kind of falls apart as towards the end you see lucas is alive and well do you well, let's let's kind of get because I think when Dan was playing through it, and I thought mm. I was like, you get to a point. The way I kind of made sense of it was, you get to the point where it looks like you're accusing the dad as the killer, but for whatever reason, or- that kind of falls through. At least I thought because when you have that scene where him in the investigation room and you uncuff him and he walks out. Yeah, like there's definitely tension between the white the the mother and father because she slaps yeah. him like several yeah. times. You also, Every single scene they have together, she's beating the heck. Yeah, out it's of clear him. their relationship is very it. tainted. Yeah, well, he's having an affair with the like teenage yeah. girl, right? Right, which kind of comes out later. So it's like, so I thought like, okay, so they were pursuing that, and then once uh, Maria figures out you were actually internally investigating her, you guys get into a fight. And then I thought the point, because the the most confusing thing I was, is for whatever reason, you and Maria then get thrown into jail. And I think it's because okay. you... It was right after, right after you visit Maria at the lighthouse, and you throw all the documents away. Like, you, like almost like in an agreement with Maria that, like, listen, I uncovered all this information about you because it was after you... Broke into her house, the lockpick and stuff. Right, but right. But like, I'm not, I'm not going to share this with the bureau. Right. You know. Okay, so then you, you both know, get thrown to... into jail, and yeah. what, what I thought was the, the, I thought that was the most confusing stretch, because after yes. that it turns into then you you are let out of jail and you go through these series of making friends at the bureau, rising in the ranks at like through very very quick cuts, yeah. and, but turning all these people into ver- internal investigation investigation, and then suddenly you're back at jail again. Yeah. So when I, I interpreted it as, she, and then the, the other half of that is, then she takes the tab that you get from the, that like weird guy, 
Which from I guess the is, kid. Yeah. You, you, you took it off of his person after. So it's representing some acid. Or yeah. And then it, it makes me think of in the opening menu where it's like, it doesn't say, you know, start the game. It says press X to take a trip. So I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So at that, so one of the way I looked at that was, is those two sequences are two, or both those sequences aren't like the, after that point, the only thing that's real is you at the end in the car and you see Lucas. Everything okay. between those two points is not actually happening. See, that's I, the way I saw it. The way I've been interpreting it is that the game, you know, ceased to give me information about what happens after the jail cell. Mm-hmm. I felt like she saw two options. One was just to comply with what the Bureau wants and help turn in these other people who might be f- finding out about the secret society, which we didn't mention, mm-hmm. you know. The secret society, which is like, you know, running, in- includes the FBI director and uh, the priest, all these people who are keeping certain things under wraps, maybe running things the way they want to in Kingdom, mm-hmm. you know? This right. is this and this is their kingdom. I see. You know? I, that's cool. So the secret society Dave's yeah. referencing is in during during one of the scenes you walk into the a acid trip scene. Pre, it's an acid trip scene, which makes me hard makes you have a hard time believing it. But I don't think I think uh, it happens um, in and out in and outside of the acid trip scene, because during the acid trip scene is when you see it and you're one of the people. You you got in that room, yeah. in one of the other scenes too. But like before you take the acid. But from the I, I didn't remember. Well, because the way the the acid dream starts is like I I for me so my interpretation of it like I took it everything after she takes that, every all of that is because yeah. I, out the window because I feel right. like it's it's if you think of like almost like absurd small town secret scenarios, mm. it hits all of them: secret mm. society, aliens. Everything like you know the people with the face masks and sacrifices of to to gods and things like that. Like I just felt it was so absurd on every level mm-hmm. that I had to kind of just associate. Uh, like Dave and you were kind of saying earlier, it's like she can either comply or she can follow. Like in the way I kind of wrote in just my notebook, was, rebel is the way I thought. The way I phrased it in my notebook was go down the rabbit hole. And it's right. like this idea almost it's like, okay, if I'm going to walk away from this case and everything, and I'm just going to comply with the beer does, I'm going to keep getting higher and higher and higher, but it's going to leave me with nothing. Yeah. On the flip side, if I follow this case, if I search for the truth to the very end, the lengths of the things I'm going to figure out and the depths to which I might like encounter things, like how far am I willing to, because then you made reference to that scene where there is the, the, the sacrificing of the buffalo, yeah. And she takes the her mask off, and it is her face. So I kind of took that as like a symbolic gesture, where it's like following the truth that she would lose herself, like in sense of reality of what reality is. Well, I mean, maybe she'd be she would no longer be who she was. She would just be like, um, it's I, like not like I don't want to um, be like uh, call her a weapon, but like basically she would be dedicated. She would be dedicating herself to this cause to a point where she like that would become who she was. Yeah, right. And, and but I, I know because especially like in then like the secrets before that where she is where you're finding out all the dirty secrets of all these mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the one tricky thing. It's like you know, there's the the, the politician and the 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 what you call the priest, and it, it's definitely clear there is a tension between the priest and his wife because she keeps slapping him and then in that sequence you find out that he was cheating on his wife 
And it, and they also show that Lucas possibly may have taken a picture of them. And I just wonder if all this is like oh he he does yeah well that makes that me wonder if like maybe this yeah. is just what she's kind of guessing. They're like this is mm. this is all a big cover up for this kid. But then there's like then there's the aliens and he's at you know these he yeah. actually was abducted and there's this other kind and of and, then, and that's thing. a cover up like they're cur- trying to cover up for the yeah because yeah. because in in the reason why there's this alien suspicion is first off when you first get his journal there's drawings of like an alien in the cave right and and a UFO at that in the valley so right. so and what were you gonna say and you see it too later in the in the drug vision you see an right? actual alien yeah so that drug vision just like hearing all of it come together i'm starting to realize that it's like a set of different paranoias around all of the situations going on in her life mm-hmm. so what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me mark i'm not gonna say i came up with this just now uh, before this it was just you've inspired me but um that secret society thing actually because i remember thinking like what are all these people the presumed villains and sort of non-heroes of the game doing in one spot together who have very little in common otherwise doing around this buffalo clearly none of this is real i i would feel as though that is Anne's vision um, of like except, everyone against her except maybe the color of their skin what do you mean oh yeah <laughs> i guess well maybe. wait what do you mean i guess they have um, that every, everyone in the uh, in the secret society is you know are white, and then all these people who, in her vision where she's investigating, all of her other colleagues are no, not never, are not white. I did not. Oh my god! I didn't together. put that together. Yeah, the first guy has a turban on. And he's yeah. from the Middle East. I yeah. Think. Then there's and the African American like, guy. Well, if you follow that. Th- I think the initial three. There's a couple of white people. Yeah, in there. the initial three are definitely all, all people of but color. But it definitely the is later a note, on, though, because your partner's also. African-American. But that is interesting. Yes. Dave. That is an interesting because then when you also think That's again more about Maria and Judith, mm. all these people are going to take away. It's all people of color. That is very yeah. interesting. Right. That is that is a different note that I didn't think of. But yeah, there are paranoias and they're all being focused on during the vision. Yeah. And they they I guess yeah they. That is one thing they have in common. Yeah, and and <laughs> just, and I like the way you phrase it, Dan. It's like these two different paranoids. It's like the like the absolute blocking of the truth versus right. how true can this be really? And it all eventually leads to the end, the ending sequence where after you you're see you're driving you, towards the tunnel, leaving Kingdom, you're leaving you Kingdom, Lucas. and Lucas is walking on the side of the street, on oh, the side with of the, the highway case. with the guitar case. And the way I kind of interpret that was after she pursues these two things mentally, it's like, okay, I can either reject it or go too far down it. I'm just going to walk away from it. And that's kind of what Lucas is doing. Like he was involved right. in all this crap in the town. He's like, I'm just walking away from this. And it's, that's the, the truth of the case. He wasn't ever really missing. He just ran away. Like you're running yeah. away. Yeah. Some of the th- threads were like, well, it can't be real because he's holding a guitar case and his guitar was found in his room. Which was yeah. I, I thought like I, mean, I was like that's point. loose. I'm like he could he could just be using it as his only form of luggage. That's you know, true. He could just be bringing bringing anything in that guitar case. Yeah, yeah. that's a little weak. And yeah. and I also don't think that they were like I feel like you would find a corpse during the yeah. game to encourage you to believe that he died at all. But it makes sense to believe that he just ran away from home. Mm. Yeah, and was just looking to get out of that situation because his dad's a sleaze ball and. Mm. His mom's not happy, so he's like, "All right, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, and then I think the big other, like, if the, we can take, I mean, like, I, I, at least that's how I can interpret. It. Like, Dave, did you? What was like, kind of the conclusion then you came with it? Because you didn't seem to be very much. I think you seemed for the whole like ritual scene like, that that was a reality. I felt like I felt like once you hit the jail cell, it's just a vision of decisions. But I don't feel like we know which what she takes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, which which action she takes. So then would you consider that end sequence part of that piece of him yeah. on the highway? Mm. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't I, consider that known reality, you know. I, I see I, I feel like the I interpreted that end scene as the FBI scenes where her seeing herself become her boss because you change perspective so yeah. much during that yes. scene. Yeah. You become her boss, you become the people she's investigating, and she goes down this rabbit hole, like you said, of all this betrayal and, you know, I'm going to do what my job says and I'm going to rise to the top. And it all happened so quickly. And it was a little bizarre. Like the guy was building the boat and she touched the boat yeah, and he throws everything yeah. off the table. I think it just is trying to show you how tense everything is because they're all part of the secret. I mean, I think at least you know, in her yeah. interpretation, I mean, like, there's, there's, yeah, like, why was that guy taking pictures, the politician, and then he's crumbling yeah. on the floor crying? It's because it's like he's seeing the reality of who he is and what he stands for. Yeah. Like, right. so this, yeah, yeah it, it was it was bizarre mm-hmm. and obviously open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Well, even even Anne has her secret in whatever she destroyed of her father's from the, fr- right. the furnace. And they don't show us yeah. that. You know, we never see it. We don't know if she actually sees it or not. You know, and and see that 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 part of it because I think that plays a central role in it. It's because the first, first, first piece of the game is her opening that thing, but the, the key breaking, and she's always kind of yeah. holding the key part of it. Yeah. And then you know she but that's, a sim- that's a symbol of the weight of the secret that she's still holding. But then when you think about what she does with that, is she takes that box and we never see what's in it, and she throws it into the furnace, kind of like this. And yeah, I, I interpret that as kind of like this this rejection of the truth is you know this, this moving away from it. Which I think, for me, kind of helped me rationalize, okay, so I'm going to either, you know, just keep turning all these people in and just becoming a lackey for the FBI, following this this rabbit hole down. There is a truth somewhere, but I'm just walking away from it. I'm, I'm right. not going to pursue either of these things, and I'm just going to kind of go live my life. And that's why I kind of felt like this. Okay, that's why that was kind of the end thing with her father and her burning that stuff. Mm. And the, you know what else was a weird scene? was um the i believe it's a dream sequence also where she's in the car with her boss and they run over halperin oh yeah the car and i think that's another you know show that she knows that she she continues on this path like that she's gonna be a victim yeah that she's gonna eventually you know what actually it makes me think about it because that question i had when you wake up at maria's house yeah there is a room in there that's meant for taking care of somebody who's sick it's one of the rooms the elderly yeah. Well, I assumed that that was her mother that she was taking care of. So it was just a coincidence that's kind of like what her father had? I think it. I think it's trying to marry Anne and Maria together. Like, that, that you guys are very similar. Mm, like, you're both right. following in your parents' footsteps. Her mother was known for kind of going against the Bureau to try and uncover something and then was, you know, outcasted and thrown under the bus for false situations for character flaws because of because she was using drugs mm-hmm. in order to uh you know find out yeah. more information right and that's something that and also winds up doing has towards the end of the dream secret situation she does all that stuff she, yeah 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 but takes drugs <sighs> so drugs the answer to the so, answer to this game is drugs <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of it and 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 it's it's definitely like a point in the game, like the, the blur of visions between reality and and you know not reality. trips. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a running running theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and so. certain things seem really extreme in the game. There's one scene that I really 
that always uh, stuck out to me is when the father is boarding up the son's room. Yes. I was right. like, really? That, that's how extreme we're going to go about, like, trying to cover up what was lost? I mean, I want, I, I, because I, I actually was thinking are about there, that Are there too. ghosts in there? Like, what's, what's yeah, going on? It was creepy I, to see that. That was weird. I just thought, but that was also a dream sequence, right? Well, see, I don't know. I don't think, I'd see, like, for that, it was like trying to, like, because I agree with you, and it's like, that seems like that, well, that wouldn't be a real thing. But the way I interpret it, it's like, you're, like again, if you're seeing these little snippets of things, mm. that in this one moment, because when you look later on, those boards aren't there. When you break back yeah. into the house, that maybe in this one moment of weakness and agony and in sadness, like that was his way to kind of deal with it. Like he wants to lock away the memory of his son. Right. Like he locks away everything else. Mm. Um, yeah. But every time I saw that red door, I was like, up. Oh. I'm having a weird dream. Yeah, and that was like, yeah. yeah, and like that yeah. goes along with the bird and the buffalo. The, the, you know, like I remember in my book I wrote like red equals truth. Like what is behind the red door? What is the truth? Huh. Do I have the courage to pursue yeah. it and walk through, you know, nice. if I figure it out? Um, yeah. So I guess to start like, you know, wrapping this up. I'm like, what if, what if red meant alien abduction? Uh, like I just, that's, just, that's your, that's your eyes. That seems to be blue. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and just, if that's the route, like if that's going to be like the reality, I just felt, yeah, I would make, if it's really aliens, it's, you think it was aliens? It's just a little no, I don't. Absurd, then, I just, you know, I, no, I think it was aliens. It was that's it. guys. I'm good. Aliens. <laughs> but yeah, to just to start putting final touches on this game. I'm Cause just, I think that's like my, my own paranoia where it's like the, that's that, that concept of like waking up on an alien table and like you start seeing some weird light, like as you're coming through, but then like other visions flow in that like, yeah. Oh, it's like disregard that weird red light. You're not, you're not being like Jesus, you Dave. know, on a, on a table. You're not on a table right now. You're not now. on a table right now. But yeah, it's like kind of pull all those things in. Like I, I, I think this game is a really interesting new take on the walking sim in terms of cutting out the fat and presenting a narrative, which is what this game is. It's built upon a narrative, but I think ultimately, like I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it just because I felt that I'm really, I felt over like just all these notes I have, I'm really grasping at straws here. Like I'm trying to make yeah. sense of things that I think ultimately don't make sense. Like to, right. to, you know, compare it to inside we played earlier, like inside was a very confusing and open-ended game, but I felt much more, confident in the theories i can build than this like this is really just kind of because i guess it comes down to what's real and what's not real versus with inside these are all real things but just how you're going to make sense of them where this is i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't know what's real i don't know what's what's a dream i don't know what's in my head what's actually in front of me so it's left to me to just kind of throw something that makes somewhat sense yeah I, i i agree with you like for me i felt like this game um I enjoyed it while I was playing it, and then when I finished it, I was like disappointed because mm. I just felt like I just felt like I was too I was too often like deceived. Was, yes, like, you know, that's I'm, a good like, way to phrase what's, it. What's real? I just felt like almost betrayed that like it, that it didn't make sense at the end, you know? Because mm. I felt like yeah. with a Tarantino film where he likes to do these jump cuts, yeah, like mm-hmm. the resolution at the end, it all makes sense. Yes, and I felt like that's where they were building towards, but instead they were like, no, 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 more questions. No aliens. <laughs> yeah, and and that that leads into my my reflection of the game is that I really felt like they tar- started to do the storytelling I wanted the whole time in the last twenty minutes, mm. and and. I mean, I don't think it was about this big reveal at the end because there were so many little paths they started me on and they like kept driving each path back into the one main one in a weird way that I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, okay. So he's cheating on his wife. I didn't expect that. I kind of thought that like 
he maybe left for a different reason. They didn't give us any insight into who Lucas was. They just said that he was missing. Mm. And like, you know, we got to see that he had like a cool little photo room. And then he took a picture of a thing with a chain and that he might be at the observatory. But again, like it didn't really like, I wasn't investigating Lucas. I wasn't distracted by that enough. Like it wasn't really the game to me. So, mm. but it was honestly like, I feel like I'm going to think about this game for a while. It did like the visions of it. It's like, thought provoking. It's intriguing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I, so that has a lot. To I don't know if I can ever say anything that's more than intriguing. Because there is... The, it's definitely intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> so, boom, yeah. Dinosaur Machines. Virginia, intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> the most intriguing game that intrigues. And, and, to sum up. and speaking of intriguing... Oh, oh, boy. Saddle up, boys. It's time for... The Trivial Tastemaker. Tastemaker, coming at you live, but recorded. I will take ham and cheese, some potato chips, and a Trivial Tastemaker, please. We should just see how long we can go with different versions of introducing it. That was the whole thing. But yeah, so it is the end of season four. So tonight, a silver monkey will be awarded. But the question is to who? Kurt mm-hmm. scoreboard includes mm. Mark two, Dave two, Dan one. Oh yeah, one. That's the score right now. Anyway, Dan wins uh-huh. super double Will mega happen. ultimate overtime. Totally going which there, which means we result in hot potato. Dave wins. Hot potato. Dave is the Dave champion. Wins. Yeah. So I have a vested interest to make Dan win, so I could possibly win, but I don't. I'm not going to play favorites. So. When I was thinking of this Trivial Tastemaker, I was thinking of Essential Facts, Mark, Dad, Dave, Dad, Dan, Dog, Dad. Dog, Dad. Dog, Dad. So, you know, Dave, very, very sensitive to the amount of violence his children take in. Dan doesn't care because his dog is already a monster. Anyway. That's right. It's very monstrous. <laughs> it's very monstrous. Um, so, in video games, with... with you know, violence, we have, we have a heads up. We have the ESRB, which tells us, oh, this is where this game is rated, and here's why. So here's what tonight's tastemaker is going to do. I went on the ESRB website, and I wrote down <laughs> some ESRB like- descriptions of video games. Your task will be to name the game based off the descriptions that the ESRB is given about these games, which in terms of... What's the violence? What's the language? What's the possible sexual themes that come up in this game? So I have... How many? One, two, three, four, five? Nope, seven. I lied. I like it. So we will do a, a beat... Seven's good because I'm going to get six. He's going to get all six. And then Dave, he'll, give Dave, he'll give Dave one because he won't allow himself to answer. So we get to choose the game based on the ESRB rating? Yes, I will give you all the descriptions okay. that the ESRB has okay. listed, and you need to uh-huh. name the game. How many guesses okay. do we get? This is the way I want to do it. So okay, you each me. will get one, <laughs> and then if you both guess wrong, if you want to make a... Like, if Dave, you buzz in and you get it wrong, you can't buzz in until Dan tries it. And okay. then maybe... I can't, I, can't, I can't just keep throwing out games. No, we don't want to do that. I think for okay. the most part... Can we go back and forth? 
let's say for the let's say for the beginning you each get one try and if it turns into okay. there's gonna be no winner but i don't know i think i think you guys should be able to get these well i just want to put the warning out that i felt pretty confident in jeopardy's outcome pretty confident but i i think yours is gonna work out better because it's not me <laughs> that's the kind of confidence i have in my tastemakers right very now, interesting so. uh so would we like to set a sound for a buzzing um i will choose blur oh that's new Blur. Blur. The band. Blur. Famous br- band oh. Blur, song two. Woohoo. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll go with woohoo. Nice. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. All right. So here we go. Game number one. Uh-huh. This game is rated M for mature. Four, Sweet. blood and gore, intense violence, language, sexual themes, use of alcohol. I will preface this by saying if you are a listener who is a young person, be mindful of possible things you'll be listening to shortly. So this game is described as this is a first person shooter in which players join rebel forces to take down an oppressive corporation. As players explore open world environments, they complete missions to gain experience and increase their character skill abilities. Players use machine guns, sniper rifles, flamethrowers, explosives, and weaponized vehicles to kill human-like characters and hostile aliens. Firefights contain realistic uh, gunfire and explosions. Um, who? Oh, David. Uh, Gears of War? That is incorrect. Okay. Dan, I will continue. Various okay. weapons result in dismemberment of limbs and bloody, uh, bloody guts. Some missions dis- uh, depict intense acts of violence. Viewing ca- Blur. Oh. What is resistance? That is also incorrect. Okay. Not All right. Jeopardy either, I will now sorry. give you both one more try. I will include dialogue contains jokes, one-liners that include references to sexual material. Example, I will hang myself from my own tombstone if in you I can't put my bone. If Oh, <laughs> blur. Dan. Duke Nukem? No. I will continue. I'll give Dave one more try. If there's anything they love more than getting to second base with their sisters, it's cars. Bacon is for sycophants. Oh. oh, no, no, keep going. Bacon is for sycophants and produce products of incest. During some sequences, players can find and collect adult-themed magazines, though no actual nudity is depicted. The words "the S word," "the P word," "the A word" can be heard in dialogue. That's all it is. Okay, mm, I'll give it's you. It's not Duke Nukem. Give, I'll give you one final guess, Dave. Uh, woohoo! I'm gonna go with Borderlands. It is Borderlands. That oh, is good one. I just like that line. I think it's very funny. I will read it again. I will hang myself from my own tombstone if in you I can't put my bone. <laughs> That's definitely a, a bandit or a psycho. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Those guys are messed up. All right, Dave's got a point. Dave won. Right, Next game. Rated M Enjoy. for mature for blood and gore mm-hmm. and violence. Oh, gross. This is an action role-playing game in which players quest through an ancient gothic city. Players use cleavers, axes, and pistols to kill monsters and human-like creatures. Battles are... Who? David. Is Bioshock? It is not. Okay. Battles are accompanied by realistic gunfire, impact sounds, and large blood splatter effects. Some sequences depict instances of blood and gore. A ghost holding its own severed head... A creature ripping it. Blur. Mm. What is Bloodborne? It is Bloodborne. That is correct. Yeah. 
The ghost. The ghost. That's listed on the ESRB warning. It's like there's going to be a ghost holding well, its head. Well, no, it's in the description. Well, what they have oh, to okay. do is the the company, the developer, has to send the ESRB anything they think is you know extreme. Oh, so, and the ESRB goes through and says, "This is what we found. This is what we found." I don't know. I, I think with movies they do that. With games, they kind of trust wow, the companies to do insane. it. Score one one. Okay. Next game is rated M for mature. It has blood and gore, drug references, intense violence, partial nudity, sexual content, and strong language. So, like, the language can lift a lot of weight. Okay, got it. it that language lifts, we would say. Okay. This is an open-world action-adventure game in which players assume the role of criminals. Players attempt to take over a fictional city and extract mm-hmm. revenge on a rival gang. Players use machine guns, shotguns. Who is... Um, woo <laughs> Dave just Jeopardy malfunctioned. Dave, go ahead. David. Uh, I'm going to go with Saints Row. Uh, it, is, it is Saints Row. That is correct. Well, the fun part of this, uh, where is it? During the course <laughs> of the game, female characters are sometimes dressed in outfits that reveal large amounts of cleavage or buttocks. Characters are occasionally <laughs> depicted nude, though their nipples and or genitalia are obscured by pasties or blurry pixels. Amazing. Which is hilarious. Uh, Dave, 2-1. Next game... Mature, M for mature, blood and gore, intense violence, sexual themes, strong language. This is an action game in which players traverse through city ruins and use a variety of weapons, pistols, rifles, explosives, spiked bats, spiel pipes, and blades, and melee attack and fights off infected mutants and other human survivors. Blur. Daniel. Last of Us. It is The Last of Us. That is correct. We are now at 2-2. Intense. For the record, the words F, okay. S, and A-hole can be heard in dialogue. <laughs> uh, Try not to use harsh letters. So we have three more for the record. Mm-hmm. Next game. Rated M for Mature. Blood and Gore. Intense Violence. Nudity. Strong Language. Strong Sexual Content. And Use of Whoa. Drugs. The whole kit and caboodle on this one. Yeah, seriously. This is a first-person shooter in which players assume the role of a vacationing thrill-seeker whose friends have been captured by pirates. As you attempt to rescue your companions... Uh, woohoo! David. Far Cry. It is Far Cry. That is correct. Oh, that was very quick, wow. Dave. I don't have to even read through these. I don't even know if you played Far Cry 4. Oh, it was Far Cry 3, technically, but I'll yeah. oh, allow really? it. <laughs> I, I didn't remember nudity in Far Cry 3. Uh, there's yeah, a, there is. a strong sexual scene towards the end from a first-person perspective. Oh, oh I, I didn't get that. It's the dude's sister. Okay. The dude's sister. <laughs> the, be- the main uh, villain's right. sister. It is very true. Anyway, two more, Dave. Okay, well, Dave got that real nice. Dave, real you nice. need one to clinch. Oh, man. Dan, your legacy is on the line. And so is yours, sir. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> all right next game m for mature blood and gore intense violence sexual themes use of alcohol this is a role-playing game in which players traverse through mountainous open world environments they complete missions and quests that impact the eventual fate of their character players use swords bows and arrows axes and magical attacks to kill various enemies as players engage who david it's skyrim Season four, Trivial Tastemaker oh, Champion. God. Oh, God. Dave Grimma. Oh, no. He's done it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it might be Skyrim, but I didn't ha- say that it was. 
I had the Mark Magro choke. There, <laughs> speaking of that, last game that I was going to bring up. Ready? Paperboy. Hang on. <laughs> this, is an action, this is an adventure game where players assume the role of a man with relationship issues that are manifested Woo-hoo, in his Dan, dreams. Dan Colada. Oh. <laughs> Catherine. It's Catherine. It is Catherine. Yeah, Dave, Dave would have had that one if he didn't have Dave this one. Dave Grimma. How's it, wow. how's it feel, big boy? It's all right. It's, like. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Dave did this while wearing his Super Bowl champion shirt for the Giants. There it is. Right. It's yeah. like he sensed the championship Boom. was coming. Yeah. Well, Dan, it was a good run. It was. But alas. And, you know. Now I get to take up the mantle as the only member of this podcast who has not won <laughs> <laughs> Silver Monkey. <laughs> Wasn't it better when there was two of you? I guess so. It's better to have one winner than one loser. Now, now I'm the only loser. I'm sad. just the, the one loser guy. I'm going to make a... Yeah. Dave, congratulations. L- l- oh, wait. Don't I have to... Oh. For, the, the first of many. He, he deserves an air <laughs> yeah, horn. Give me he a deserves second. at least two air horns. <laughs> the official fill time. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh... Oh, in, so... my, in my count, it's still three to one, so I have a lot to make up. Wait, here we go. Ready? Let's see if Neil deGrasse Tyson got back now to Now we'll us. be official. Dave, Dave Grimma, Trivial Tastemaker Champion. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh. Okay, now I got it. Oh. <laughs> Guys, guess what? Neil deGrasse Tyson did not get back to us. Give him, give him he something. He didn't? No, he did not. Wait. Maybe it's late for him. It's a Saturday what? night. Wait, hang on. Dan Colonna, season four, loser. Yep. Tell me. Oh, he's Shouldn't you play that for you. yourself as <laughs> well? I don't want to wake the baby. Um, <laughs> I guess I did technically lose more because I was the least pointed. A little bit. But, so, new slew of games now. On for the role. Hey, yeah! Congratulations on another season complete, R- listeners R- and recorders as well. Yeah. So that's you guys. You guys are the recorders. Before we, we okay. say our goodbyes, Dave, what is in store for us for the next six episodes? For the well, first we're gonna do our our twenty fifth episode recap. Oh yeah, we have to talk oh, about yeah. that. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we have something let's, coming very special. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the six games, and then we'll talk about that. Well, okay. 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 Fine. So, fine. Fine. <laughs> so for season five, yeah. I guess we call it. Yeah. Um, I will pull up the the list. The list is that we have selected for us is Parappa the Rapper. Bam. Um, it's going to be terrible. I'll, yeah, well, I picked it because I wanted to see how well it ha- held up. It's not going to help. Spoilers, it's not going to hold up. Anyway. <laughs> so these yeah. are, what's, what's your two? Let's go in pairs. Um, okay, mine are Parappa the Rapper and uh, Night in the Woods. Which I'm excited okay. to play. Yeah. Um, and, um, Mark, what'd you my pick? My two... Oh, God, do I ever remember? Sarah's Missing, which is a, yeah. a phone game, which will be very interesting to talk about. And then uh, The Turing Test, which is a puzzle game, which is my fave, fave thing ever. Okay. Good. And my two are Owlboy, which is a side-scroller where you play as an owl. I think and it's a, a Metroidvania. I thought, it, Metroidvania. I thought you were a boy and with it's... a friend who's an owl. Um, spoilers. Spo- sorry, That's, I don't know, Mark. I haven't played <laughs> Maybe it yet. He's both and owl and boy. The other game. I was under the assumptions that it's you know both owl and boy. I think it's a. Yeah, he is an owl boy. I think it's a guys. boy who I thinks he's want an owl. The listeners to get you <laughs> it, know. It is spoiled. one word. It's not like owl boy. Oh. It's owl boy. Oh, owl comma boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other game that I'm playing with you guys is Orwell, which is a. Uh, I don't know what it totally is, but it looks like a sort of investigative slash hacking game. And that was like a, that was like an 11th hour pick for you. It, well, I was going to go with a different kind of game, but to Dave's credit, uh, he suggested a different game entirely for me. And I went with it because um, I wouldn't have picked it myself. And I kind of want to see what happens. Well, we, we will surely find out. 
And I'm excited about it. The first game. I get, now I can get the blame if it turns out not to be good. There well, we go. no, because <laughs> that's the important we were thing. Looking in through this. It, it looked like a chat simulator, but yeah, if it does stink, we will totally throw Dave under the bus. Well, I'm sure it can't stink that bad. It's not a chat simulator. It looks like it's more than that. Mm. Mm. We'll see. And Dave, the first game we will be playing. That's the Turing test. Oh man, totally random pick. Turing test. Oh, that's so. That's the that game. I've seen gorgeous screenshots of. I remember seeing screenshots of that game and saying, that's not going to be the way it looks. I'm sure it's going to be something. It's not going to be nothing, we'll say. <laughs> that's right. That Mark Macro, 2017. 2017. So, yeah. So, we will be playing those games. Before we jump into those, we're going to have a little special episode. Because it, it will be our 25th episode. Uh, right. Which, because of our bi-weeks bi-weekly schedule is basically our one-year anniversary of filming this yeah, it's basically yeah so it is oh yeah because 25 yeah, yeah. yeah so we will Math. we have a, a kind of a little award show planned where we'll be looking right. back at the first 24 games we played pick out some things that we thought were fun and interesting and we will share that with you guys mm-hmm. um so thank you for listening uh, we appreciate the the support that Subscribe. we've been feeling yeah. from all these angles, from all these people we know and don't know. It's it's been amazing. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can find us on the the Facebook now. We have a, the Facebook page, right. which is very exciting. But actually, by the time this airs, the Facebook page would have been it's up like, for months already. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. But yeah, if you have any suggestions for games you want us to play, or just any comments, suggestions, we always welcome anything. Get posted there, or you can get, reach us out on Twitter, where we're Dino under score machines or you can reach us individually and i'm at magro craig i'm at zombie underscore pirate and i'm at denomac and this it's like one of those things where like you never thought like you'd have to publicly share your twitter account so now like every time i'm like i gotta have a, a damn underscore in my, <laughs> at least there's no like you know you should say it's like a pause. killer six 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 in this group i'm yeah, a crazy killer six 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 420 oh plays God. it up now and if you don't if you don't alternate caps it, it doesn't it work it doesn't so. work it's because it's not as cool yeah. anyway little x big x <laughs> little a big a and this is episode 24 thanks for tuning in and we hope to see you next time bye bye dave congratulations yay, dave. yay it's me bye.